Hello. Thank you for downloading this episode of Parks and Conversation. We are beginning season two, looking at episode one, the Pawnee Zoo. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my friend from all the way across town, practicing good social isolation. Uh, Jeremy, how are you, Jeremy? I'm good. I wouldn't say I'm practicing, though. I'm, I'm pretty much a professional at this point. So you're perfecting it at this point. Yeah, I would say. How are you doing? I'm doing great. As a lifelong introvert, I have been well prepared for this very moment. Yeah, this is our time. I know that we are on a bit of a delay. Um, and so when we post these, I hope that the internet still exists. Um, but um, Jim O'Hare, who plays Gary, Jerry, Larry, Terry, Barry, Gergich, posted a video yesterday on Twitter as Jerry. And it was fantastic. It made me so happy. And so I retweeted it and then he liked it. And I was like, man, these people are the best. My friends from Pawnee. So, um, yeah, so this episode is a uh, it's a it's a controversial one, to be sure. And it jumps right into the hot topic of the day um, in a roundabout manner, because Leslie is trying to help build excitement for the Parks Department. And one of the ways she is doing that is by throwing different events in the zoo. And so they threw a birthday party for a parrot. They had a graduation for chimpanzees uh, where they actually, instead of throwing their hat, they still threw their poop. Um, and then the last one that that really is the problem with this episode, the, the conflict comes from this, is she has a wedding for penguins. And uh, it turns out, the penguins are both boys. So Flipper and Tux, gay married. So that happened. Um, and then from there, problems ensue. Is there is that a pretty good synopsis of the program? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Well, the, as episode uh, one of season two, it starts off real strong. Uh, so first impressions of, of this episode, what, uh, what did you think as you rewatched it? Uh, probably looking back, probably one of my most favorite cold opens of all time. Um, Leslie starts with, you know, just, just not understanding the, the situation, um, and doing her thing. So, but as far as the overall, you know, thought of the episode, yeah, I thought this was a great strong way to start the season because they're saying, Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to shy away from topics um and you know this is our take on it and they did it in a way that i just felt was wasn't so over the head but also in a light you know fun way to present you know different different angles different sides of things so yeah i thought it was a good good strong it was also directed by paul feig which i think that helped quite a bit for this episode right paul feig did several episodes of the office he also directed the uh bridesmaids and um what is the oh the Ghostbusters remake mm -hmm. with the the women cast Ghostbusters? Yeah, um, yeah. So I forgot all about the cold open. I watched it again this morning. I have <laughs> probably watched this episode uh, more over the last several weeks because it's like, oh, are we going to record? And then we ended up not recording, and so then I watched it again. Um, and uh, so I don't know if my Netflix thinks I'm an advocate for penguin gay marriage, but. Um, I don't know what Netflix thinks about me in general. And, uh, and, but I forgot all about that cold open, 
that is fantastic because Ron comes in and is like, here's the situation. And then Leslie goes off into freestyle rapping through the whole office, not freestyle, I should say, but freely rapping uh, around the office, the, the words of Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Parents just don't understand a 90s classic that uh, that is really fun. And so she does that. And then at the end of the whole thing, Ron says, there's a man on fire in Rancid Park. And uh, and that's so then cuts to the credits. So, um, yeah, that is a pretty great cold open. And uh, yeah, super fun. So the uh, the issue of the day here with the the whole park uh, in wreck is the wedding. Where it turns out these boys are married and Leslie is very nervous and rightly so, because it looks like she's taking a stand. And this is, I think, one of the ways that we get to meet Leslie and her wanting to do the right thing, but also uh, giving in to any kind of public praise. Uh, She will go right away into the what the public wants and what they think. And if people are praising her for it, she's like, yay, I love Mm -hmm. it. Um, Which is a problem for, um, for people in general, but also a problem for, uh, for politicians, because, you know, if they're going to take a stand, they need to hold on to that stand or avoid the stand altogether. Take a sit, which is not a lot, an expression people use, but I want to get it going. Let's bring it back. Or, yeah. start well, it or start it. Let's start it. You know, and it's yeah. like, I'm not going to take a stand on that. I'm going to take a sit. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah. It's not a knee. It's a sit. It's somewhere in between. Exactly. Yeah. Kaepernick, assorted others, they all took a knee. I'm just going to take a sit. Too far. Yeah. It's too far. Because then you got to get back up. And I think that's, that's a lot of effort, you know, versus sitting. We all sit. Yeah. So just keep doing, do what you know, you know. Yeah, don't don't rock the boat. I mean, if, no. if it really, if you're in a boat and it starts rocking, it's probably because somebody either stood up too fast or kneeled too fast. Right. They're just if you roll, just sit rolling around. Yeah, if you're rolling around on the deck, you're probably gonna rock the boat. Exactly. Uh, I loved April's uh, bridesmaid gown. Um, she's just she looks ridiculous at the zoo um, during this this ceremony. Um, she just shows she's stone cold, straight faced in this ridiculous outfit. And it's just so on point for her. I, this episode, she comes out a lot more, um, or a bit more. And then, uh, even at the end, once again, the capper for that, that scene, um, during the wedding was Leslie was like, you know, they're like, Oh, well, they're two boy penguins. And she's like, well, you couldn't have asked for better weather. Right. So it's like, you know, doesn't matter. There's always a silver lining. So Leslie goes back to the office and that's where we pick them up later. And they see that she's already starting to make some waves. Ron brings in Marsha and Marsha is the worst. She uh, represents an organization that is about the preservation and protection of families association society. I don't know. I can never remember it all. It's Um, Yeah. Something like that. And she is very upset because Leslie, as a government employee, marrying gay penguins, um, has taken a stand for gay marriage. And her 
whole demeanor is like, I'm trying to be super nice and sweet. But at the same time, Leslie, you should be fired. You should resign. This is terrible. Annul the wedding. And again, this wedding is not a real thing. It's just two penguins, man. Well, um, and, and, and they even wrote, I thought that was pretty genius. They wrote into the, the beginning where she's kind of pauses when she says, by the power given to me by, and it's like nothing. Cause she says the parks department. And, and I think that honestly was kind of the point of that little pause. And it's just a small moment because she has no authority. This is meaningless. Like what's, what's the big deal? So. Right. Yeah. The only people who can do weddings by state officials are people who signed up for it on the universal life church. So there's that way there mm-hmm. are religious officials. That's a way judges, mayors. The, I think the president could, if he really wanted to, but I don't know who would want the president to do their wedding, especially this president, because it would just be about, this is really the most beautiful pre- wedding ever. And, uh, I've, I've had a lot of weddings and, uh, I know all the best weddings, you know, so you probably wouldn't go with him, but, um, boat, yeah. boat, ca- boat captains, Boat captains, yes, exactly them, them as well, and and we see that in the office. There's a wedding on a boat, um, but like they're all the way down in the bureaucracy of the parks department. No authority for weddings. I know this to be true. So she I mean, is just having fun. She also yeah. does. She's not in an accredited education institute either. She can't like graduate chimpanzees. Right. So, I, I would this, give credibility to animal control marrying someone. Than somebody in the park. Like at least, at least that makes sense. Yes, and actually, speaking of animal control, we'll meet them later in this this season. But Harris Whittles uh, was one of the writers of this episode, and he also is one of the guys from Animal Control, and so uh, he's a very funny, funny writer. Uh, yeah, so she has no authority, but Marsha thinks she does have the authority to take a stand on this, um, and so Leslie is nervous, and she's like, "I don't really want to take a stand. What am I doing?" She goes to Mark. Uh, you know, Mark is like, oh, hey, look at you, big time um, advocate for the people. And she's like, no, I don't want to. But then also we get in this moment. You know, last time we saw Mark and Leslie, they were in the park by or the, by the pit and Mark fell in the pit. And they were it seemed like they might be having some kind of romantic uh, leaning. And here we meet them again. And Leslie and Mark. Uh, have no romantic nature to their relationship whatsoever is what Mark says um, there. Uh, Yeah. So am I missing anything so far? I mean, this. No, I mean, just the rock bottom joke. He goes that night I hit rock bottom. Right. Literally. (laughs) And, and, and what was great about that though, is that this just pointed out for character arc is where he, this realization and then the split with Leslie or not the split, but just really <clears throat> ending that romantic tie, he starts to reflect on just really how bad, really, really reflect on how um, all of his life choices have, have brought him to this point. So in last season, we saw him leave <clears throat> with Tom from the bar, and this one now he's really... So there, I, I feel like they're really trying to change his character um, at this point, and we'll see that later on with uh, in, the, in the next episode with, with Anne and stuff. So spoilers spoilers we'll see this in this episode though too yeah like they yeah, yeah we will um because mark will uh ask Anne to go uh to a movie and i love how he asks her um have you seen that documentary about food which there was a time 
Future Generations, where every documentary was about how terrible our food processing and food development and food growing was. And so like that joke, it made me laugh so hard just watching it because every every day Netflix puts out another documentary about how Chicken McNuggets are giving us, you know, like uh, cystic fibrosis. I don't know. Um, I don't even know what that is. So I probably shouldn't make light of cystic fibrosis, but it's not good. And we or, get it from McNuggets or Chicken Nugget. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just the fact that that's so on point for Pawnee, as far as like the documentary that they would happen to have, it's not some French film. It's not some, you know, world change. It's, it's food. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah. So have you seen that documentary about food? And Anne says no, because she knows that the relationship between Mark and um, Leslie is complicated and she doesn't want to offend Leslie because they've become really good friends. Um, so so that's part of the arc. Eventually, Leslie is going to say, go ahead, go out with Mark. We don't have any relationship that there's no reason you can't do that. And so so that'll happen. The another part of this episode is um, we find that Anne and Andy, they really did break up. And Andy told Anne that he's leaving to go to Kansas to climb mountains. Which is hilarious because Kansas is literally flatter than a pancake. It is so flat. And so there are no mountains. And so uh, it's one more area where we see that Andy is just real dumb. Um, and so when he shows up again, he comes to Ann's house dressed in a suit and says, yeah, I have a job. I, you know, he's trying to put forward a, a good appearance as an effort of trying to win Ann back. And when she asks him how was climbing mountains, he's like, oh, what? Right. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't remember that that's what he had told her he was doing. Right. He doesn't remember all his lies. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so they 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 part ways and then the camera follows Andy and uh, he goes down into the pit. It turns out he's living in the pit. He didn't just fall in it. We didn't just fall in it. He's living in the pit. That's um, Yeah. And I love what he says. Like the hardest part about living in this pit uh, is keeping my suit pressed because he's got this little tent and his suit is hanging on the outside of it, trying to keep it from wrinkling. So the, that's the hardest part of living in the pit. And then the rat parade. So, yeah, Andy, this is an interesting arc for him, trying to stay close to Anne, trying to protect her, but at the same time, still just being a total doofus. Yeah, because there's a lot of weirdos out there. Right, right. Now what, now, what I don't understand is how come nobody has said anything to the police about a man living in a pit? Because it's behind all these houses. Nobody cares. I nobody, guess. nobody cares in Pawnee, unless unless you marry penguins, then they right. care. They care about all the wrong things. So, um, yeah. So that this is uh, we we see those two stories, Anne and Mark, Anne and Andy. That's happening. Uh, but then, as we continue along, we meet uh, April's boyfriend and his boyfriend, Ben and Derek. I don't get it. Or or Derek and Ben. And uh, so that is complicated. Um, That's, uh, yeah. But they are super in, uh, just enamored with Leslie for taking a stand. And they invite her to the gay bar 
they're throwing a party and everybody in, in Pawnee is like, or in the parks department says Pawnee has a gay bar to which Ron, mm-hmm. the most masculine of men says, <clears throat> yes, it's called the bulge. And they're like, what? And it's just because it's by Ron's house, which is the which, most information yeah. we get about Ron's house uh, throughout the whole, uh, the whole series. Like we know it's next to the bulge. We go to a cabin at one point, but we never actually go to Ron's house. And so that's an interesting fact. We see his garage. Like we see his shop. His wood shop. Yeah. And I always figured he kind of also lived further out in the outskirts of town. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's where the the club is as well. Um, Maybe. Maybe. My my favorite part was, or one of my, my favorite parts was when they invited Leslie to this thing. They had made her the the obama hope poster into her face that said nope and she goes oh that's amazing how did you do that and they said photoshop she's like what she, they said computers she's like, oh like just right. it's it's so great nobody knows how it's like just magic it's just right how do you paint this stuff yeah and it's too it's uh, april and her boyfriend and his boyfriend are young and so like they know like they're talking to an old person and so they just went down to the bare bare minimum of information is like if i try to explain this to you it'll only take forever computers so and having young people in my house who know more about technology than i do i i have those conversations often how did this happen and then they just said on the computer like okay i don't know it's a it's a whole world i don't know so um yeah so leslie ends up going to the party but she was going with tom to try to downplay her role like, she's not trying to take a stand. She's not trying to make a statement. She just wants to say, you know, don't make me a hero. But as soon as she gets to the bar, everybody's loving her. They And I love what she says. Like, I didn't even know that the Bulge was a, a gay bar. How many nights have I wasted here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's so oblivious to so many things. And Ron's like, or Tom's just like, yeah, you totally wouldn't know it's uh, a gay bar based on this heterosexual cowboy, which is just a man in a vest with a cowboy hat. It's like, yeah, well, there's a lot of signals here, Leslie, but you don't want to see what you don't want to see. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so they give her a shot and she takes it because it's free. And that was a nice little detail as well. It's like it's not a it's not a um, it's not a bribe. It's like this is on us. It's, we're not trying to bribe you. It's like, well, it's free. And she takes it. Um, and then April pulls her up onto the stage and says, this is Leslie Nope, and she's here to recruit you, which is a callback to uh, Harvey Milk and his uh, campaign um, in San Francisco and trying to, you know, as the first publicly uh, gay candidate in the city, trying to move the the conversation forward. And so April is trying to do this with Leslie and Leslie gets caught up in it because they all cheer for her. And pretty soon for what goes from not trying to make a stand is Leslie running the DJ booth, playing poker face and uh, having a good time. Everybody's dancing. Uh, so she has not accomplished her mission here in trying to downplay her role at all. Well, and that's the ironic thing too, about this whole thing, which is hilarious is that she's finally getting recognition. Like that's all she craves. She wants recognition for doing something, but now she's getting it and she didn't even mean to do it. And it's not something she even wants to be doing, but yet it's still recognition. And so she's like, Hey, might as well take it kind of like the shot. It's free. Why not roll with it? So that, that shot is more representative of, I felt, and not to get too deep on it, but it's, it's representative of that recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that this 
shows in uh, in this in the series is everybody wants to be recognized for something. And people who are in thankless jobs when like, you know, as a government bureaucrat like Leslie, like it's a thankless job. People in her forums just come and yell at her. And so when somebody's on your side and cheering you on, it's really easy to listen to that that the loudest cheer um, and to, you know, roll with it, even if it is going to cause trouble later. Well, and, and we'll uh, see that later in, in this in this episode with uh, this interview that's coming up. And she even says that she goes, now I, I see why people don't get into politics, you know. Yeah. Um, so party's happening. Tom has a great moment uh, where he says, uh, man, this is great. I've seen a lot of guys from City Hall here, but they've also seen me here. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like. Tom's just like, well, now this is going to add to some level of confusion. And even Leslie earlier is like, you, you're, uh, you're a heterosexual male, but you're effeminate. What would the gays like? And he's wearing a pink shirt. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so she's, um, yeah. Anyway, it's just funny that Tom is very fashionable, very, um, he fits a lot of the stereotypes that Leslie is leaning into. And then he's at this club and he's like, oh man, this is not fun. Um, Yeah. So the next morning, Leslie is singing Poker Face in the office. Uh, Tom is annoyed and Ron comes in and uh, and Leslie says, essentially, I'm queen of the gays. Uh, And then he says, well, this is a problem because you're taking a stand. She's like, I'm not taking a stand. That's funny. Ron says, that's funny because someone just told me you're queen of the gays. (laughs) Someone. Someone just told me. (laughs) She's such a dad. Yeah. Yeah, well, Ron is the dad of the office for sure, right. yeah. and uh, so here he's he's dadding pretty hard. Um, so dad. now they just, are just made dad a verb. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, right. Why wouldn't I? The rules what... don't matter anymore. Is what this show has told us. <laughs> so, uh, so Leslie tries to manage this whole conflict and everything, and so she goes on a the a daily talk show that is on. Um, that one of the major television programs or channels in Pawnee, which it has for some reason, uh, the Joan Calamezzo show Pawnee today. Oh, fantastic. And this is where we first meet Joan Calamezzo, who yeah. will be a great addition to this series for so many, so many episodes. She also played Darla, the business model in Arrested Development. Um, and so if, if she looks familiar to anybody, um, but yeah, Joan Calamezzo, is fantastic solid as a rock yes exactly getting real uh quincy vibes here and the, and the, and the show itself kind of becomes i don't want to say a character but it definitely becomes a place where they i mean just yeah the the today show or the morning show the pony today and and just like the the studio itself comes into play so much more they really start to use it so seeing these first times they come up is just you know you don't know if you've never watched it, like, oh, this is going to be important later on. And this is one of those moments, which turns out to be pretty great. Yeah. And and we see so, Tom, who's like, like Leslie goes, oh, Tom's been on here a ton. And then it just cuts to a whole bunch of cuts of, um, or uh, edits of Tom just kind of being interviewed for whatever reason. Like, that was the thing I didn't get. Like, why, why, is, why is he on the show to begin with? And he's just sitting there flirting with Joan the entire time, which again, just strengthens that character. And he's, you know, whether he's serious about it or not, he's 
just kind of a, you know, yeah, he's trying to get ahead. Right. Yeah. Tom is on the show probably to promote some kind of park initiative. Okay. And so he's got the media savvy to just make people feel good about the thing. And he, if he makes Joan feel good about it, then her audience will feel good about it. And so that's like his real reason for doing these. But it always just devolves into him flirting with Joan, which is weird. It's just so weird. So, um, yeah, but Joan is really where people go to mediate their problems in public is kind of how it breaks down because Marsha is there, Leslie is there, and Joan is the um, completely biased moderator. Yeah, she's like she's, the, she's the Jerry Springer of Pawnee. Yeah, but she's always against Leslie. Yes, always. Throughout every, and because Joan also does some hard hitting journalism uh, in the next season as well with the, uh, the another park initiative. And so like she's uh, very much against the park, very much against Leslie. She just is not a fan. Well, so, what's, great, what's great about this this interview, this scene is that when she first asked Leslie and, and Leslie first gets her chance to talk, she talks first and she offers like the perfect the, the sensible, perfect uh, reason for all of this, for happening. And Joan just goes, well, that stunt you pulled is unacceptable. And so it's like, even when she says everything right, she's still the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it is interesting to see the similarities between... Um, like how they portray the media in Pawnee is very similar to how the media actually is in yeah. America. Like there are people who are going to be against you no matter what. And, uh, and so that was, I think it, one of the good and interesting parts of this show is just how ridiculous the media is. And so there's people who are against you no matter what. And then there's people like purred that we'll meet later who are just completely oblivious to what's going on in the world. And so yeah. that seems to be the range of media, the zealots and the oblivious who just want to give you like pictures of like kitties and stuff to make you feel good in the middle of a coronavirus. Yeah. 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 That's the media. We all need to purge sometimes. <laughs> yes, that is, that's true. The, the story of that statement is I agree. So <laughs> that happened. Uh, yeah. So they, so it, it's just Marsha coming back and forth with Leslie. Like you need to resign. Everything you did was terrible. And then Leslie's like, well, let's open up the phones and talk to people. And it's people are against Leslie there. And then a girl, a little girl calls like, I think penguins are really cute. And I really like the zoo, but I still think you should resign. And so even the youngest person in Pawnee is like, I think this was terrible. Um, so Leslie just cannot win at all in this whole whole situation. So I feel bad for Leslie at this point. Yeah. I but at too. the same time, she shouldn't have gone to the bulge. Just probably not a good idea. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Well, for her in particular, it's a, uh, it's not a good place for her. Um, so, she does not annul the wedding, but she does finally say, like, I'm sorry, I even tried. I'm sorry, I even cared. I see why nobody, as you pointed out, and why nobody gets involved in politics, because people are just going to be against you. And this is really the first time that we see that 
truth come out of Leslie, mm-hmm. that local politics is still really messy and it's really frustrating. And so, um, yeah, so this is puts us a bit of an, uh, puts us on a bit of a journey with Leslie as she's trying to figure out local politics, because even last season during the town forum, it's like when people are yelling at me, it's people who are caring loudly. But here it's just like these people are just against anything that is fun or good. Um, they just want to have a reason to complain. Yeah. And I think, you know, one, one of the I don't know. One of the things that's interesting about all of these things is this is what forms Leslie into in the future. Like all of these really terrible uh, you know, situations and she comes out still with this positive attitude. But, you know, as we see, I don't want to give anything away, but down the road, she she really grows in her role. But I don't think she could do that if she doesn't go through this. As we've seen, she doesn't want to be a politician like her mom was. She doesn't want to be that kind of politician. And yet I think she's she slowly realizes through the seasons that she's not going to get it the way that she is. She wants to, which is just, let's, let's all get along. Let's be nice. Let's have fun. And so this is, you know, all of these little examples of things going terribly wrong is what makes her strong later on down the road. She just doesn't quite see it just yet. So I thought that was, I don't know, just looking back, you know, she has to go through this in order to be the the politician that she wants to be. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that, like kind of what you're getting at is anytime you want people want to grow in their career or uh, in just in life, like you're going to have to go through ad- adversity. You're going to mm-hmm. have people who are against you. Um, and so Leslie has had this optimism about public service that is not, it's not as easy as she thinks it's going to be. Right. And so here it's like, no, it's going to be hard, but if you care, you will continue to push through the difficulty. Yeah. And, and I think that's what makes her such a universally loved character, you know, down the road is because she never, she doesn't become jaded. You know, she still has that at her core who she is. And that is an optimistic person. So I think that's, that's really cool. And, and I think we all kind of want to be like, oh, well, we got to go through stuff, but we don't want to be, you know, angry and sad at life. Right. That's the last thing we want. We don't want to be sad at life. I will bring this down so fast. Just give me an opportunity. <laughs> the opportunity is always there. Okay. Um, okay. So is there anything else? I mean, we hit the major arc here of this episode. Is there anything else that we need to to cover for Pawnee Zoo? No, I don't. No, not that I not that I can see. Um, okay. Yeah. I found one piece of trivia, and this is something that last well, well, last season well, we were looking at. Ron's clothes. Yes. And how he was very formal. Um, and and he changed. This is the first time we really see him uh, down, downgraded formality, casual, business casual. That's the word. Um, and so he is re- wearing his uh, like a khaki and a polo shirt. And so he's not he's never going to wear the blazer again. He's never going to do that, uh, that look. And he parted his hair on the other side. Yeah. And this is really where we see the Ron look from here on out. This is what he's going to look like. This is how he's going to be. He had been uh, actually no the... next. The next episode, he does wear a blazer. I remember yeah. that because that well, because he looks very uncomfortable anyway. Yeah, there's there's a there's some events where he wears a blazer um, coming up. But yeah, he had been parting his hair on the right 
and now he parts it on the left. And studies have shown that people who part their hair on the left are actually more uh, trustworthy than people who part their hair on the right. That sounds completely made up. Uh, no, it's science. All right, if you say so. If you say so. Um, all right, anything else? Well, I mean, the, looking... the, the, penguin, the penguins did end up in a zoo in Iowa. So I mean, Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Leslie drove them to Iowa and uh, put them oh, in right. the car seat in the back. I just, we need to wrap up the actual right. arc. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Leslie yes. also tells uh, Anne that she can go on a date with uh, Brandanowitz. That she can see. Right. Yeah. That their relationship isn't a relationship and Anne should be free to date Mark. Yeah. As long as they're, as long as they're always friends, that's all they care about. Oh, so sweet. That's so sweet. Um, yeah. So everything's kind of wrapped it up and, uh, we're on a good, good footing for season two. So we've got Chris, uh, we don't have Chris. Was it Chris Pratt? The uh, actor is playing in the role of Andy. We have Andy living in the pit. We have Anne starting a new relationship. We have Leslie realizing the drudgery of local government and committing to continue to try to make the town better. We have Ron parting his hair on the left. Mm. We have met April and her um, complicated relationship with Ben and Derek. And Tom is still Tomming pretty good. So, yeah, I we're on a good we're on a good start here. Yeah. Yeah, I think this Donna season... had a, an, an extra line or two. Um, so yeah. she's starting oh, to come yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a moment where Leslie uh, says, like, this is the best interaction I've ever had with Donna. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So the characters are starting to build, which is awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah. This is one of those episodes that I I had to watch a lot, but it's not really one of my favorite episodes, uh, but it's a strong episode. Yeah. Every time it comes up, when I come back there, I'm like, oh, this one. And then, yeah, I, there's a lot of really funny jokes, but it doesn't stick out as like top 10 or anything like that. But yeah, it's a very strong episode. I agree. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I think we've about covered it for Pawnee Zoo. So we should uh, let these people get back to their daily life. I know they stopped whatever they were doing to listen to this. So well, I think most of, at this point, we've all stopped everything we've, we've been doing. Well, topical. <laughs> topical for when it's come. This is going to come out in a couple weeks. Exactly. So, all right. Yeah, we're smart. All right. Cool, dude. Well, I will. Uh, yeah, I'll see you later, I guess. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.